the inspection spreading, you're starting to look like a ghoul. That's a good reference to Fallout, isn't it? Hello, everybody. Welcome to Podquisition. I'm Jim Sterling. How, how do you know I'm not a ghoul? All of all this time, this this joke you say every week. Maybe I am a ghoul. I, at this point, I mean, it's 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 starting to flake. Mm. Watch it. Watch it. It's scabbing. It's pussing. The pus is changing color. Do you want a drink? Please don't hit me. One of these days, we need to we need to collect together all of Gavin's symptoms and just try and work out what on earth he actually has. Because if he's never going to if you're never going to go see a doctor, we might have to try and diagnose you based on whatever symptoms you have that are very very real. I hope you don't turn into a girl, because then you won't be able to do all lovely singing on it. Like, because you're kind mm. of a pop star, and if you if if you do end up going, he'll <laughs> just like he'll just have to exclusively move to death metal. <laughs> that's it. Or join Nickelback. <laughs> um, so that's good. We've we've managed to get good satire uh, already out the gate. Um, I'm joined by Laura. Hello. Fallout Four. Fallout Four. Fallout four. I've, I've heard. I've heard that's a thing. Hello, Kevin. <laughs> Fallout what? What? I, I've no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, so you're not going to be talking about that game at all this episode. That's good to hear. Yeah, that's right. let's talk about hatred instead. No, no, um, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm officially done with that, actually. Reviewed it, put it to bed. Um, getting a few snotty comments. from I, I got one just now that was like, oh, I, I expected you to get a, a negative review. You had to do that, otherwise all your Patreon money would stop. I'm like... <laughs> One bad review of hatred's gonna knock down ten grand, son. I don't think so. Um, but yes. How did it? Did it get good reviews uh, no, or no, anywhere? No, 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 no. Only from people trying to stick it to SJWs as if they care. I don't think anyone actually cares outside of the people who want politics out of games, but are buying it to make a political Literally point. Literally, everyone else's perspective on it was like, "Oh my god, this is the most nothing game. How on earth did this become the controversy it was? This game has nothing to it. It's." Ugh. Well, it became the controversy it was because of websites going crazy over it. Like, let's let's be honest here. Indeed. But <laughs> I hope I hope the developers of Hatred wrote a nice thank you letter to all the <laughs> the game's websites who made a big like hoo ha over moral outrage over their mediocre game and made it really famous. I think everyone contributed. You know, you had your your think pieces talking about mm-hmm. it, um, but just based on a trailer which was it was nonsensical some of the outrage uh, you also had the you know the free speech warriors rallying behind it uh, and getting outraged at the outrage so it just became everyone pouring more shit fuel on the shit fire um, so o- the whole thing was a disaster over a very mediocre game <laughs> a very very mediocre I think game. I think we've already said more about this game than it deserves to have said about it yes. so um, do we want to talk Moving about on. a video game that we do like the idea of talking about Mm-hmm. I really do think we should because um, I mean, there's there, it, it's it's almost similar in that we just have a trailer to go on, but everyone's going to talk about it anyway. Uh, mm-hmm. But at least there's some merit to this one because I mean, when it comes to companies I trust to make a a game that I'm going to enjoy, Bethesda's pretty high up there. Yes, it's going to be buggy, and yes, I'm... the the. Vault dude's ass in the trailer is not You're stealing my which is You're a stealing my shtick. You're doing all your butt journalism. Fuck you. You beat me to it. I'm adapting it. I'm adapting it. Um, it's not <laughs> plagiarism. I'm, I'm amazed how much. Uh, I'm really surprised how much we saw. I was expecting one of. Do you remember the first Skyrim trailer? It was just a teaser of a dragon. 
Yeah, well, yeah, it was just that, that, that mural dragon. Thing. I'm so yeah. surprised we got to see I, an engine. I completely and, and agree with you. Like all I was expecting, so out many of, locations. All I expected out of this trailer was I thought we would get five seconds of here's some Fallouty music, here's mm. a number four. Be excited for E3. I thought that's what this was going to be. Yeah. I thought they would confirm as much as hey, it's a new game, not a remaster. Be excited yeah. for E3. And then suddenly we've got this three and a half minute thing that presumably is what Marava, whatever Marada Studios were working on that they said, no, we weren't making a trailer. We didn't make a cinematic. <laughs> and then they made a cinematic trailer, which we all saw. But yeah. My... And multiple locations and mm. what looks pretty much like an almost finished game. My, my question is, my mm. God, what are they going to show at E3 at this point? Because Fallout 4, three minutes of cinematic trailer... Generally, I think if they'd if they'd ended E three their E3 press conference with that, people would have lost their minds, like we saw on Twitter today. So well, remember, if they're, they're going to show it today, what what are they going to say about Gameplay. Fallout? Here's 4? the thing, though: it's they, they it's, do that. They did that with with Skyrim and Fallout mm. Three in E3 the I, last two yeah. times. Is they just showed like a forty minute or so gameplay yeah, demo. Yeah, but it's, it's the AAA game industry, though. That's the thing. Like, they can dedicate 25 minutes to pre-order bonuses. Get it out the way now. <laughs> announce it now. Then you can have the press conference just talk about the but DLC. On, on the positives, I am, I am going in hopeful. I am hoping that the fact they've shown this off, to me, says, hey, they've got gameplay and or a release date to talk about at E3. Yeah. And well, I mean, it's been surmised that, you know, they've been so quiet about it because they, they didn't want this. We're announcing it. It'll be out two years later. Um, the fact that they are showing gameplay, the fact that they have been so quiet does seem to suggest Mm. that they've been quietly working on it and, and have a near finished. I've heard some rumblings from people that I didn't believe until today, which were these rumblings of people saying, yep, they're going to, it's going to be on stage at E3 out by the end of the year. Now, I didn't think that held any water until this three and a half minute trailer today. And I suddenly was like, this looks a lot further along than I thought it was. And they seem a lot more confident about it than I thought they would be. Uh, Maybe, maybe we get Fallout 4 in November. Definitely not unreasonable to believe that. I think looking at what they've shown us. One thing I do, I, I, I can't remember who said it, but there was a comment uh, on Twitter amongst the, the waterfall of comments on social media. That was like, there's a lot of people complaining about how low res it looked and how uh, you know unimpressive it looked graphically. And then another bunch of people who were just excited with it, it was actual gameplay and not some touched up bullshit mm. shit. You know, like like okay, it looks quote unquote low res for an announcement trailer. But mm. it's actual gameplay, unlike yeah, most that, announcement that is, trailers. That is what had me the most excited mm. about this. Is like you can pretty much split this trailer for me into two halves. The first half, yes, I did have some noticeable complaints about like this doesn't look as great as I was hoping it would. When you get into the latter half of the trailer and you've got these big open vistas and these sort of big open environments, it's suddenly like, oh yeah, this looks pretty good. And the fact that it looked kind of shitty in a reveal trailer, that gives me some hope that, yes, they're not trying to bullshit us into thinking that this is something that it's not. It's like, no, this is the game as it currently exists. It's not quite finished yet, but this is a game. This is not just just a picture. This is always... It's always the way with Bethesda, though, and I say this as their biggest fanboy. Their games always have, like, like, graphically, they can be a little bit janky on release, and then... You just wait for the modders to get hold of it, and then it suddenly turns into the best-looking game ever made, you know? (laughs) 
Yeah, I mean, uh, Skyrim, my, my version of Skyrim now is... Uh, Skyrim modded like nothing, nothing compares to it, except maybe Crisis 3. There's just yeah. nothing as good-looking as Skyrim modded, like... I mean, at the same time, we obviously shouldn't be uh, praising a, a game based on the mods that are out for it. Uh, that's certainly mm. not how I would sort of critically uh, view it. But um, mm. it's it, it's obviously nice that the mods are there. And mm. I'm honestly, I you know, I don't give a shit how it looks. I yeah, I don't shit either. How it plays. But I mean, the, it's it's not even the fidelity. The art style was wonderful, and it was yeah, so nice to see I, so many colors. I was just bloody excited that really I was like, colorful. yeah, you, it's um, the trailer had these shots where it would go sort of to the before the bombs had gone off. And every one of those shots, and even the ones after the bombs had gone off, I was like, "This is such a bloody colourful game." Also, yeah. is it just me here? Who's like, or are you two both hoping, hoping that we might get to play in the world before the bombs go off? Because I watched that trailer, I was like, "It seems to me you've made it's you've made hinting some, strongly yeah. that that's what the intro sequence yeah. is going to be." They've, they seem to have made a lot of pre-bomb assets, and yeah. that is and, exciting and, to me. And in particular, a lot of those scenes of the pre-bomb were around the same vault that the Lone Wanderer emerges from mm. later in the trailer. So, oh my God, that moment! <laughs> I, 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 I like literally had tears mm. well up in my so eyes at we, that moment when we, he says "War never changes" and the the vault opens. Oh, so amazing! Do we do we <laughs> think that the end of that trailer was trying to imply that it's going to be a voiced protagonist? No, I don't, don't? think so. Because no. that's kind of where I was leaning. And I, no, do, I, I don't want it, it to be a voiced protagonist, but I felt like that's what they were trying to suggest. I'm really 50-50 on it. Like, I, it, it could hint at it, or it, they could have just done it to be, you know, cute in the trailer. Uh, mm. I, I, I'm not prepared to guess well, either way right my, now, but I, I, I definitely would prefer mm. a silent one. My, my reasons for guessing that it's that it is indicative of the character in the game is just because of the fact that there was so little pre-rendered stuff going on in that trailer and so much of it was this is all in engine stuff or at least like yeah. it looks like it's all in engine assets like i got the feeling that they are trying to give a good impression of this is what the game currently is and as such i i'm taking everything in it fairly at face value right now which i'm like oh maybe maybe they're gonna do it yeah i mean it wouldn't kill the game for me certainly not but you know i, I always like um the added level of projection you get in a game like that when you you know you have the voice in your head rather than some stand-in um to really because otherwise if, if they're just going to do like a male voice a female voice it's just just Mm. I don't know. They'd have to go the Saints Row route and give me voice like different voice options. Yeah. Um, otherwise, it'll kind of take me out of the customization of it a bit if they go the voice route. Oh my god! I did forget something that I need to talk about. I am so excited to have a German Shepherd. That German mm. Shepherd. Well, it's oh. dog meat. I don't like dogs. He's in but Fallout that, Three as well. I, I don't like dogs, but I just looked at that and like, yep. I, I either want to have a dog or I want to play as the dog. Can I please play as the you, dog? You can you can have that dog in like Fallout Three as well. I know, but I, and in like the first two games. I know, but I'm hoping because it's in the trailer. I'm hoping that it's not going to be was as there like a dog in New Vegas. Um, oh, the dog in is. New Vegas was all like cyber dog. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's. A, I think you can get a different Rex. Um, I don't know. It, yeah, Rex. I was, I yeah, was going to say you can, say can like, get a different dog, but you can change. <laughs> yeah, you can customize the <laughs> to, dog. To yeah. make him more I, aggressive, or I, more sneaky. Or... I really want to play as the dog, just so that I can be like, "Oh, there's the nuke button! Woof, woof, woof!" Distract you and run up and like 
slam my paw on the button, the bomb goes off and I'm just like barking incessantly and I won't stop barking. It's a post-apocalypse, I won't stop barking. I have to wonder whether they're going to do more with the, you know, obviously dog meat's been a part of the mm. series uh, since inception, but that trailer did focus on the dog a yeah, lot, so that's we'll wonder if, if that's going to be uh, tied into gameplay. I did more. get the feeling that the dog might be likely to stick around for a good chunk of the game rather than at risk of dying at any moment. Yeah, we will see. I mean, I know someone said, uh, again, I can't remember who said it because the my... my feeds have just been going off the charts but someone did say that they saw that and said oh well there's the dog that I get to watch die this year um, your standard uh, video game dog uh, for the year um, but yeah I mean overall trailer does look um, good yeah, it- I really like like Gab said the variety of locations the colour like people are really uh, pleased about the amount of colour that seems to be in it uh, which I'm happy with because that was my favourite part gaudy. of me. Yeah, and my favourite part of New Vegas was sort of, although New Vegas was gaudy, but deliberately so. But, yeah. you know, I liked how colourful it was and how vibrant it looked. Um, whereas this sort of, at least that, that town where they've got the shot of the dude with the hat walking down that town, it looked very Blade Runner-ish, you know, dirty yeah. and neon. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm just glad that, like, I'm excited at how much they had to show us this early. Because considering that everyone was assuming this was going to be like this amount of footage would be what we saw as the show closer for Bethesda. This is a very reassuring sign. And this gets me very excited because I am still a child on the inside that is very excited about E3. Well, I've never been, I've never wanted anything as much as this, you know, I mean, the last time I was this hyped about a media thing was like fellowship of the ring. That's how much mm. like fallout means to me. So this, as you can imagine, it well, was an emotional dick. This, this podcast has been like, every time we've ever asked you a question, your answer has always been Fallout 4 to anything about, yeah. what are you excited about? <laughs> what would you make if you could make any game? Yeah. If you could do anything in the universe, you're like, Fallout fucking 4. Yeah, what do I say well, um, from now on? <laughs> our Facebook chat was a particular joy for me, just because um, we, you know, we, we have a chat that's open for the podquisition that we sort of um, contribute to and um, you know I was watching the trailer and I was just seeing Gav react in real time to it on well, in the Facebook chat it was a special Gavin, joy Gavin me. went very quiet and I asked him if he was doing okay he was like I'm dead my, I exploded <laughs> trailer happened I'm dead like my heart exploded yeah it was it was wonderful and then Gavin had to go have a sleep because he got all tuckered out from Fallout 4 it's like oh, oh I'm too tired now Good night. yeah it's Pretty like a kid that's been running too much in yeah, a hot it's, it's the kid that's woken up on Christmas Day, got overexcited with their stocking and had to go down for a sleep. Yeah. yeah so, but you've come back from your little sleepy and you're, you're all calm now. <laughs> well, you say yeah. that, he's still going to answer every question this episode with Fallout 4, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. So, woo, what, what, what else do we want to talk about this episode? What happened? Well, I mean, it's been a... It's been a fairly big week for things. Steam uh, <gasps> is mm. offering refunds now. Yeah, they, um, they're oh, finally yeah. doing the thing that they should have been doing ages ago. <laughs> yeah, they, they've introduced a basic customer right. <laughs> how nice How nice for everybody. Um, there's been some controversy with it. Some people have had some concerns mm. with it. But overall, uh, and I'm going to be a bit vague because I'm probably going to do a Jimquisition episode mm. on it. Uh, overall, my you know, it's it's a good thing. It, it's certainly good for customers, which is obviously in in my line of work the most important thing. Um, pretty bad for the digital homicides of the world, uh, mm. but that also makes me smile. So 
So I'm pretty pleased it's, with it. It's interesting because it has some pros and cons to it at the moment. So just for anyone that hasn't caught this news, as of a couple of days ago, this went live as they said the news, you can now get a refund on pretty much any game on Steam for pretty much any reason. Um, there are some caveats to that. You have to have bought the game within the last two weeks. You have to have played it for less than two hours. And I think that's about it. And um, once you get approved for your refund, within two weeks, you'll have your cash back in your bank account. And it's interesting because obviously it's a really, really consumer facing positive move. For consumers, there is nothing in the way of downsides to this. It's extra functionality. It's really good. However, the downsides come in terms of um, abuse of the system. And there are some safeguards against it, but the big concern that people have at the moment is, what does this mean for small indie developers whose games on Steam are charged for money but are less than two hours long? Like, what does this mean for, say, the gone homes of the world, where someone could buy that, complete it in less than two hours, and get their money back entirely? So that's kind of where the question mark seems to be on, on it at the moment. Um, Steam have vaguely said, hey if people seem to be abusing this, if they are repeatedly getting refunds on things and we think that they're abusing the system, we will stop them from getting refunds in the future and maybe lock them out of Steam or whatever. But yeah, it's a very good consumer-facing move that could hurt genuinely good small developers. Maybe, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's very... I, I think the concerns are very vague and very very worst case scenario mm. and but I you mean, kind of have to be worst case scenario with valve because they always seem to find a way at the moment well, to fuck things up that's my one misgiving about the refund policy right now is that i know that steam gonna steam <laughs> and there's there's always some way it can find to to monumentally fuck something up um on paper uh, everything looks hunky dory. Uh, on paper the concerns are you know i won't say they're not valid uh, i would say that the Acting as if your customers are all out to get you and having a sort of this adversarial thing right off the bat is probably not the best attitude to have. Um, kind of reminds me of the whole, you know, automatically treating all game customers like pirates. Um, but mm. there are, you know, we're going to have to, there's going to have to be some new ones. You know what, you is, is basically it. You know why I kind of understand the developers' um, hesitation and concern here, for at least for a small indie developers? It's primarily because when I was about 13, um, the big gaming chain that we have in the UK is is called Game, and they used to have a policy that I abused the hell out of when I was a, like in my early teens, which was that if you bought a second-hand game, you could return it for your full money back in cash if you returned it within seven days. And I bought so many games, played them for a week, brought them back, bought a new game, never gave the company any money and just kept taking their games, that... Like they, I'm one of the reasons that that company had to cancel that policy because it got abused. Because I was a teenager, I had no money, and it was a way to play games. Now, having been that teenager, this is why I'm like, oh, this is that same principle, except they don't have to sheepishly walk into a shop, look the shopkeeper in the eye, knowingly share this glance of, yeah, you always do this every week. Have your guilty little moment of, yeah, he knows what I'm doing. And, like, it takes that moment of guilt and shame out of what you're doing away. Because, like, if I were a 13-year-old now, I would abuse this so much. Because the one thing that made me hesitant about it's gone. I don't ever have to face a human being in order to return my games and get money back. Now, that's... So, that yeah. is true. 
but at the same at the same time, it's quicker at that point to just pirate. Like I, I feel like the people mm. that would go to that effort would probably have just pirated yeah, it and anyway, and certainly wouldn't have bothered buying the, it. Like the two I, week, I, and I don't. Yeah, the two week delay I think is what's going to make it not worth people's effort in, yeah. in getting a refund. But it's still like there's the bit of me that thinks this system is open to abuse, and. I've been the child that abused the system before, so... Uh. Well, I mean, the thing well, is... Well, there's, there's I, probably like, as well going to be, a, uh, obviously, they'll monitor the ratio of how many games you buy as opposed to how many you try and get refunds on. Yeah, they're definitely... They've already said they're going to, like... like Any serial abusers are going to get looked at. Um, so there is that. And, I mean, it's not like the idea of a no-quibble money-back ga- money guarantee, um, as said in many commercials for many stores isn't already a sort of a, a given in most businesses. Mm. Uh, so that the, the fact that Steam is sort of coming in line with what's become very basic customer treatment, yeah. um, I, I don't think we should start acting no, as if... No, I, I agree. But yeah, as if Steam should be exempt from that uh, just because some people are worried. Y- um, you know what I... But I don't think the market for these small indie games are the same market that would be that abusive. I, I, mean, I would like to hope not, but I can understand why the concern's there. Well, the, I mean, the other issue people had was people, um, you know, these guys buying a game that they don't like, buying a, you know, a Gone Home or whatever, um, then just, f- like, bombing it with bad reviews on Steam and then getting the refund, uh. Uh, which doesn't make a huge... Like, I see the concern on paper, but that hasn't stopped people doing that anyway. Yeah. Um, I mean... Reviews on Steam are fucking ridiculous. Mm. Uh, they are already untrustworthy. Um, games get bombed for spurious reasons. Games get praised for spurious reasons. <laughs> um, early access games that are like patently broken get gamed. Like I don't trust a Steam review as far as I can fucking throw it. That's a different issue mm. from this. I don't think the refund issue... Uh, should be treated like lumped in with that. That that needs fixing on its own yeah. in Steam user reviews. The amount of developers themselves that game it and get friends to dogpile it uh, and stuff like that. Like that's already a, just a, just a fucking disaster. So that needs addressing yeah. separately. Now, see, I've got one other thought, which isn't a complaint or a concern uh, too much, but an interesting observation: the Steam Summer Sales coming up soon. How many people do you think are going to buy a bunch of games they don't actually want in the Steam Summer Sale and then a week or so later think, oh goodness, I have no money and I really didn't need to buy all those games and now they have an avenue to return them? (laughs) I think that's going to be an interesting test. Mm. Uh, But I honestly don't think we're going to see much difference with it. I honestly think that... Because the way those summer sales go is people will buy that shit, then forget about it for months. What? Like, by the time their grace period to return the game will probably expire before they even remember they bought it. Uh, <laughs> so I'm not too worried well, about that. Well, we'll see. That. It's, it's going to um, be an interesting litmus test, because that will be the sudden yeah. moment of lots of people buying lots of games on Steam. And that will probably be a lot of people's first um, decision of, oh, I really didn't get on well with this. I want a refund. And then suddenly they'll start seeing how the system works. And that's probably when we're going to start seeing how this really works in the wild. Yeah, I think maybe Steam will need to keep a good eye on it. Maybe need to introduce some new ones and different uh, standards for different games. Um, you know, right now Steam wants to do what YouTube does, which is just have one uniform policy robotically mm. enforced. 
which might not be the best thing to do here. Yeah. Um, so they, they're just going to need to keep an eye on it. But ultimately, uh, as far as I'm concerned with the policy itself, the, the good out, like far outweighs any potential Oh, bad. God, yeah. And from, uh, from a consumer yeah. standpoint, like there is no reason to not be happy about this. Yeah, I mean, this takes your Cobra Studios ears, your uh, uh, whatever those ones that did Guys of the Wolf, uh, Digital Homicide, basically like all of it, those asset flippers <laughs> and scammers. They're going to have to think doubly because they can't just take the money and run yeah. now. They have to take the money and face the idea that that money might be given back. Yeah, it basically mm. means that every Steam great per- uh, Steam. Uh, it basically means that every person on Steam Greenlight who makes Grass Simulator and convinces you that it's a good idea to buy it, then it turns out it's shit. It's like oh. I played this for four seconds and could see that it was shit. I'll get my money back, please. Yeah, I mean, I don't. Yeah, think but it's, will uh, you be able to get a refund because something is shit? Yeah, but they said for they they said you don't have to give a reason. No, they said you don't have to give a reason. You can return yeah. any game for any reason with very, very, Jesus. very few exceptions to that. So, and honestly, yeah. with the amount of dreck on Steam. They needed that yes. policy to be and like. And that, that is something they very specifically said. They were like, if the game doesn't work, or if you just don't enjoy it, you can return it. So you can return perfectly wow. working games if you decide an hour yep. in yep. you don't like them. And that is why I think this is such a positive move for consumers, particularly considering the abysmal state that Steam is in at this point. Yeah, like it, it just it needed to be done. And I don't think it's going to stop... Uh, grifters and scammers and bullshitters from coming on Steam. But it, it should at least make the smarter ones think twice before doing it, and at least give customers who get burned the recourse mm. they need. Um, I, I know Troy Baker, uh, the voice actor, said that he thinks this idea is going to cripple the market. And I said, I, I... what already crippled the market was a whole bunch of, of scammers and bullshitters and shoddy products burning customers with no recourse for, for getting their money back or getting any form of... of you know, satisfaction for for the being having their time and their money wasted. That already damaged the market. This is a a band aid on it. Yeah, yeah, tend to agree. And two weeks. You said it's two weeks, is it? Two weeks and two so that'll, hours that'll of game give, time. That's a good time because if there's um if there's a game that comes out a little bit buggy or whatever, most developers who are worth their salt will have patched the main problems within two weeks. Yeah, exactly. It's, yeah. If, if, if and you, it's a good job that yeah. EA isn't on there because mm. I would say if EA games were still on Steam, you'd need like six months yeah. before you, you could... Gotta, like, you know, you got to hand it to, um, to CD Projekt, actually. They're, they've already... They're putting out the fourth patch for Witcher 3 this week mm. and that game's only the, been out less than two weeks. I, like, that's yeah, that's fucking going, dedication. Yeah. Like. Yeah. I have one other question that I haven't seen addressed yet and I don't know what the answer is, is once you've got a refund on a game, can you then purchase it again in future? And if you can, can mm. you get a refund on it that second time? That's, that is an interesting that's something question. that I've mm. yet to get a solid answer out of um, Valve on. I've been trying to send emails and trying to get answers out of PR and, you know, it's Valve. They won't tell you anything they don't want to tell you. But I am very curious about like, that aspect. I like to imagine they got your email and just thought, shit, fuck, she's on We haven't us. fucking thought of that. What the fuck do we do? <laughs> Quick, get, get, get the chimp that runs Steam and get him to draft up a new policy. So, yeah, I am very tempted after we finish well, recording today. I think with today, Valve, it's like, if in doubt, go silent. Mm. Well, after <laughs> yeah. we finish recording today, I'm really tempted to buy a game for about 50p. Um, put five minutes into it, get a refund, 
and then once the refunds come through in a couple of weeks, just see what happens and see what yeah. abilities I have. I might do it with a separate account, just do it on an account that I don't mind if it goes walkies, but I am intrigued by that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you you should just like see how abusive you can get in the name of in the name of ethical in, in the journalism. name in the name of journalism. I am gonna screw the system and see how far <laughs> I can get and how much money I can screw Steam out of. Take, for journalism. Take it back to those. Take be back so to funny those days if, Laura, if, Laura, if, your, if your Steam account got like locked. <laughs> well, that's why I'm saying I will set up a new Steam account and use that one to test this stuff out. <laughs> Yeah, probably better not to use your main one. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to lose all those nice games I have. So anyway, what else do we have on the topic list this week? Uh, didn't Konami piss some other developer off? And did Konami do something? Yeah, they upset someone. I can't remember who, but there was someone who's like done a long-running series for him. He's fucked off. Like you oh. really fucked off with them. Name checked an executive who was an <laughs> asshole. Just, just more, more par for the course. Konami stuff uh. because Konami is Konami and fuck Konami. Yeah. Like it's just, yeah. Someone in Konami's management was a dick to someone. Like you can just, you can just run that as a story every single fucking day at this point. Mm. Rumors of uh, Dark Souls three going around as well for E three. Yeah, uh, apparently, that interests and the, me. the the rumor that really got me excited about that is that it's being directed by Miyazaki, or yeah. not Miyazaki? Is that his name? Yeah, that is his name, isn't it? I think it is. Yeah, I, yeah, it yeah. It's, it's Miyazaki. Wait, now what's the Nintendo guy's called Miyamoto? Isn't yeah, he? Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Miyazaki. So I I found this. <laughs> Nintendo fans are so pissed <laughs> off now at you. Who's yeah. that fucking Nintendo guy? I, oh yeah, Miyamoto <laughs> or whatever he is. I I found this news pretty interesting. <laughs> just um just based on where we're at with Bloodborne because my big sort of prediction going into E3 this year for for Sony I I felt like one of the big things they're going to try and push is hey Bloodborne's amazing we've got a big piece of DLC coming for that get excited about the fact that if you want a new Souls type game currently you can only get it on on Sony platforms still that felt to me like that's going to be one of the things they do to try and keep momentum going during that show and the idea that Namco might announce a multi-platform Souls game this E3 feels like it would really not be in the best interests of um, of Sony. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it it would be odd to have two different publishers with almost competing, identically structured. Well, they did games. they did release the Dark Souls two remake at like a week before Blood. They, they did, so. but that was a remake as opposed to like a. Here is the new Souls type game. Yeah, and 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 I my worry is saturation because mm. it's like I love I love those fucking games as much as everyone else. Mm. Um, you know, Bloodborne is is right now sitting as my unchallenged game mm. of the year contender. Um, but I I don't know if I want to do like like a Bloodborne and a Souls game like every year. Uh, I've uh, seen some like I've seen some people whose stance on it was like, well, as long as they stay good. I will happily play this as an annualized franchise. And I can understand that perspective. But for me personally, these games are pretty dark and pretty heavy going. After I finish one of these, I need a bit of a break before I'm ready to delve back into that. I I can't imagine them doing it annually without the quality dipping. I and the size of the games. Unless they have the size, the care, the attention. Unless they considerably ramp up their team sizes and have two separate concurrent teams working. 
but that doesn't like there's been none of the telltale signs of that oh. happening it just makes me oh I'm just thinking of Souls games as Call of Duty well I'd rather have Souls oh. games as Call of Duty than Call of Duty as Call of Duty but well, that is true but just Maybe pre-order like... now and get you know the Batman skin in Dark Souls Darkham City Darkham oh. City <laughs> But yeah, I, I kind of tend to agree. It feels a bit early to me, and it I don't think that I want my Souls games that close together. But if it were to be announced, I know that I would see it and get stupidly excited and be very happy to see it being announced. Even though right now mm. I'm saying, no, don't, don't announce it. <laughs> I think it's going to be Dark Souls by Telltale. That's what it's going to be. Because you know that every every... Every game that gets announced yeah. this year is also getting a Telltale game made about it. It's, yeah. <laughs> what would you What would you like to say to the man in the wheelchair? Would you like to ask him for some of his wife's menstrual blood, or would you like to threaten him with a big knife? <laughs> he will remember your no, decision. I, I'd play a Fallout Telltale game. I would play a Fallout <laughs> Telltale game. I mean, it would probably just be the Borderlands one, <laughs> but slightly less funny. Uh, but I would, I'd, I'd be interested in that. I'd, I'd honestly, I'd, I've still got enough room in my life for a Telltale version of a lot of things. Yeah. So I'm still. It's not outstated. Well, I'm still yet. curious to see what they're going to do with Minecraft, and I really hope we see that um, in a couple of weeks on Microsoft's press mm. conference because I think the time's about right for us to see how you make that into a narrative. It's one of those blank slates. I mean, they can do literally anything with it because there is nothing uh, Assuming there. they've been given free reign, they can do pretty much anything yeah, with it. Yeah. So I'm, I'm crossing my fingers for that. But yeah, there's been a few bits of E3, other E3 rumory stuff. Like we had um, Titanfall 2's not going to be at E3. Respawn's not bringing anything to that show. Um, we've, we won't hear from them again in years. <laughs> <laughs> um, we've already started seeing the wonderful, um, always 100% fake, but people seem to believe them anyway. Like the, here's the entire running order, minute by minute, of what we're showing at our press conference that's conveniently leaked on pe- letterhead from our company. Like, those are already starting yeah. to bounce around. I'm like, oh, fuck Oh, off. yeah. We, what was that other rumour this week? That Microsoft's going to buy Silent Hills. Oh, for Hills. billions. They were going to spend yeah, billions, billions on just Silent Hills. And, like, for that one, yeah. like, Phil Spencer's denied it now. I was like, when it was first announced, I looked at that rumour. I was like, maybe one billion for all of Konami's in-development projects and all of their IP exclusive for console and PC. Maybe. Maybe yeah, a I billion, mean, but a horror uh, game, and a horror Reedus. game being worth well, yeah, and Norman Reedus, a, a they horror game a, a that's nice like dinner. not as an actor, yeah. just actually to own him, and uh, a yeah. horror game that a like, publicly fell apart and that had all of these problems attached to it. They're not going to pay billions for that. That being no. said, if they did, let's say a hypothetical world, let's say the figures are bullshit and they buy them for fifty million or whatever, or whatever's a reasonable number, and. They went on stage this year at E3 and were like, hey, remember last year at Gamescom when Sony exclusively revealed Silent Hills? Well, they're not getting Silent Hills anymore. Here's Silent Hills exclusively for Xbox One. That would be a big momentum shifter for Microsoft if they did it. I would cackle. Like, it would be <sighs> that, funny. That would, I think um, that would be up there with the this is how you share a game on PS4 moment. I think it would be that moment that's... of, oh, fuck you. <laughs> 
that that's something I think everyone needs to prepare for with E3 is there's probably going to be some obnoxious exclusives. Yeah, there will be. Like stuff that we think couldn't possibly go exclusive is probably going to go exclusive. Yeah, I mean, Microsoft already, you know, dug into its pockets for mm. Tomb Raider. I'm, and, I'm calling uh, it now. At Call, the very Call least. of Duty is going to be a Nintendo exclusive going forward. Calling it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think if if the last, I think it was Gamescom was the last show that I watched the uh, press conferences for. The words platform exclusive DLC are going to be said so much. Like it's, they've shied away from saying like like exclusive on its own as a word. It always comes with these caveats because. They, they secure little bits of content carved off the main thing for themselves, like divvying up the kingdoms. It's coming exclusively to our platform on this date, and then it's like, wait, so is it the only one coming on that date and it is coming to other things later? Uh, is this coming exclusively on this date on this platform? And yeah, the, like the weirdest, like, that was the way they were doing it last year was things that are going to come to the other platforms, but we, we will say the date that it's coming to our platform first, and we'll say that it's exclusively coming there on that date. And then we can say it's yeah, exclusive. We can, and we can expect to see that a lot more. Just just executives really, really stretching the definition of the word exclusive. Uh, because they love that word. They love that word so much. As um, long as they don't keep using the word pack. I swear, if, I, if if they keep saying pack, I'm going to bash my face into a yeah. wall. Mm. I did say, um, actually, just before this generation started, I predicted that the one word that I would get sick of uh, before this generation is out is the word pack. And I'm mm. definitely at that point. Mm. So is, is now, while we're talking about E3, is now maybe a good time to talk about... I think I think we came into this show today, we've got some predictions for E3 to share with everyone. Is, yeah, is now a good yeah. time to share um, some of these? Yeah. Yeah, we'd share our E3 predictions, yeah. yeah. Who wants to start with theirs? Who, who wants to start? Well, I'd like to see well, Dishonored 2. That's something that's on my radar. I think we will. I think we're going to see some Doom, definitely. Did you, pre- um, did you prepare your Microsoft-y... Uh, what was it? Was your Sony? Your Sony prediction? No, <gasps> I, I I was like I can't I don't I don't really know what what Sony are working on. <laughs> Probably some Destiny DLC. I don't know. <laughs> right, just to give the listeners some background. Well, I, I was I was gonna I was the... just gonna edit around this so they never heard. <laughs> Oh no 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 no! They're gonna they're hear this. Um, yeah, absolutely. We 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 plan to take. My homework, you didn't do your homework. We gave yeah, you your homework. That's what the... you came up with some great ideas in the homework planning session, Gavin. Oh. <laughs> the lovely children were going to get a great little bit where we were going to each do a press conference each and do like really great fun predictions. Uh, and and Gavin, because he's because he's because he's such a rock star because he's Ireland's hottest indie musician, right? Who gets interviewed and gets to hang out in France, right? And gets sent fucking witches collectors editions, right? Decided he was a bubble that. Decided he doesn't need this. You realise this is the first time we've ever tried to script a joke on this show. This is this is what fucking up. happens when we try and script a joke. It's like, no, nope, not going to happen. Well, I f- I forgot that it was a joke, and I like. <laughs> <laughs> you just started doing real predictions because <laughs> you had some great joke predictions. You had your prediction. You were like, "What were my predictions?" Uh, your, your joke um, prediction was that there was going to be like a new bloodborne creature where the head was a Vita and the body was a Vita, and they sold two Vitas oh, to you to make you buy a figure oh, of this creature. Yes. I See, you had that. a good idea. 
You had the basics. You had the basics. And then the good idea. Now, see, I'm upset because I had a really good joke I was waiting to run into now. So fuck it. Forget the fact that this is falling apart. I'm going to say my fucking pre-scripted joke and you know it's pre-scripted, but fuck it. Doing it anyway. So here's my prediction. I had Nintendo to predict from the press conferences and this was going to be a really serious prediction I was going to make it out to be. So here's my prediction. Here we go. You ready for the best bit of scripted humour you've ever heard? Are you fucking I'm ready? I'm clutching onto Are you fucking every ready? orifice and extremity <sighs> I have. I am beyond fucking okay, ready. Oh my god. <sighs> <sighs> okay, here we go. 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 Awata is on stage in Nintendo's press conference. It looks this like a bit of shaky good. cam footage. Looks like the kind of thing you'd see in a torture scene. He's tied to a chair. <laughs> There's a canvas bag over his head. Reggie fils walks in, takes the bag off his head, punches him once in the face. Iwata <laughs> says, I don't understand. Why, why, why am I here? What's happening? Reggie punches him again. Iwata re- responds, I don't understand what's happening. What did I do to you, Reggie? Reggie punches him again. This continues for some time. Reggie punching and beating and attacking and slicing at Awata and Awata just crying and crying and crying. I don't understand what you want from me. I'm imagining this goes for at least like 40 minutes. Yeah, this is about three quarters of the show at this point. (laughs) So we've watched 45 minutes of torture and eventually Reggie goes to punch and he stops just before hitting Awata and Awata flinches and he hasn't been hit and he looks up at Reggie who just says, I have one question for you. When the fuck are we getting Zelda on the fucking Wii U? And Awata's like, I I don't know. And he gets punched in the face again. This continues and Awata's just, I don't, I don't know, I don't know. And eventually Reggie flicks out a knife, starts slicing gently down his chest. He's like, it's going to keep going. This is getting pretty disturbing, (laughs) I have to say. And Awata finally bursts out and he's like, Fine, we lost it. We fucking lost Zelda. We left the disc on a fucking train. We lost it. We don't have money or time to fucking make it again. We fucking lost it. Are you happy? And at this point, Shuhei Yoshida walks into the room holding a disc. Dun dun dun. He just dun 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 Oh god, I can't keep serious now. Yeah, so Shuhei Yoshida walks in and he's got the Zelda disc and he's like, Reggie. I have Zelda. Sony have Zelda. Come with me. And Reggie just walks away, leaving Awata crying in the chair. And then a big logo comes up and it's like, Sony, we took we took Zelda. Game over! And it's like, please, you have to help me escape from Sony. And Awata's like, not Awata, Reek. Oh god, so that would Nintendo's be new Z- the best <laughs> press conference. So Nintendo's ever. new Zelda game is you play as a water trying to rescue Zelda from Sony. <laughs> there we go. See? Oh my See god. Gavin. Damsel That's the kind distress. of fucking stuff you can do when you pre-script a joke and do your fucking homework for the show. That's what you do. Now I had Microsoft. Well, my point right? going to the joke wasn't pre-scripted, so there. Well you didn't do a fucking joke. <laughs> <laughs> Jim, what was your uh, joke right. that was pre-scripted I, and we were going to make seem like you thought of it on the spot? It's it's not a joke because I this is definitely, oh, this like, is definitely like a serious. real prediction. Okay, okay. But I, yeah, it's definitely real and what happened, right? 
Because what happens is um, Microsoft comes out, Phil Spencer comes out, he's wearing, uh, he's wearing a blazer with an indie game t-shirt on. He changed, he's going to change that about like 15 times during the show with a different game on it. Uh, but he comes out and he wants to congratulate like uh, the former guys from Rare who went on to become Platonic and crowdfunded ukulele uh, for, you know, the millions and millions of dollars. He said, we're really proud that guys who came from under our wing came out and did that spiritual successor to Banjo-Kazooie, uh, uh, you know, ukulele. And I'd just like to announce right now that ukulele is an Xbox One exclusive, and we are thrilled to announce the uh, the partnership between Microsoft and Platonic Games. Uh, 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 and by partnership, we mean we fucking bought them. <gasps> and at that point, they drag out, like, all the all the X-Rare guys from Platonic have got, like, like those, like, nooses around their necks on the end of long sticks. <laughs> and they're being carried out by guys who are all, like, painted up white with, like, black around the eyes. They're, they're war boys. And they're all, like, pulling them out. And then Phil Spencer just puts on a mask with, like, horse teeth on it. And he's just, I am your redeemer. Do not, my friends, become addicted to indie games, for you will resent their absence. And then what he does is he pushes two big buttons, like in Mad Max Fury Road, right? Uh, and there are these big pipes at the end of, end of the stages. And instead of water coming out and drowning the audience of, of games journalists that are there, the old members of Rare who are working on, like, like Connect Sports Rivals and shit are being thrown into a wood chipper. And it's just spraying their blood and giblets all over the audience. And they're screaming, you know, Brian Crescent is in the audience and he's like, my hair, my hair, my beautiful hair. And... Uh, Steve Totillo's like, I haven't got much hair, so fuck you. And, you know, they're all there. Jason Shears there with, like, like bits of intestine in his mouth that is all... <laughs> like that. And you've just got Phil Spencer just laughing. And then uh, Charlize Theron kidnaps Platonic and they chase him in the sand. See, this is what happens when people do their homework and pre-script a joke. This is... this is We, we did something resembling comedy here. Go us. Yeah, Ooh. I mean, I mean, it was... It was more like like torture porn. Than yeah, we've but come torture up with. porn's hilarious. Yeah, I both, think that's what you we both took came away. up with. Torture porn. Well, that's, this is Gavin. This is worrying. Gavin, you've guys. not done your homework, but you can you can redeem yourself now. Do you want to do you want to do some Sony torture porn for us? No. 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 Not yeah. yeah talk, talk about Kasurai cutting his balls off and feeding it to a pig F- for a reason. <laughs> yeah, for a reason. <laughs> the new Bloodborne DLC will literally kill you through blood loss from lost testicles. Yep. You see, that's how qu- that's how quick that's, it is. That's how you do it, Gavin. <laughs> Work on your banter, your your torture related banter. So I feel like we probably need a segue here because things got a bit weird there. Um, things got a little bit got dark. A little bit well, dark. We, we, I've got a light-hearted segue if we need one. Okay, yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna do a thing where I'm probably not gonna have a fun time, but you do and the listeners probably will. So a podquisition listener who on Twitter goes by Bad Asperger sent me a parcel in the mail and it contained two glass bottles of drink that you can't get in the UK. One of them was Buffalo Wing Soda, and the other Ugh. was artificial bacon soda. 
Right, we've been talking about you're a lot more trusting is... than me. I would never, ever put something in my mouth that got sent to me. Yeah, I, t- I, t- I don't I t- know. Well, I do, I do know <laughs> about Asperger. I've met him at some conventions before. He's. I mean, I've put things in my mouth <laughs> belonging to people I don't well, know very well. I, I, after I know about Asperger pretty well. I met him at Nine Worlds in London last year, and he's lovely. We talk on Facebook sometimes. He's, he's lovely. So I have some trust in Bad Asperger, which is why I was willing to consume the things that he sent me. I, I wouldn't trust anyone who sent me artificial bacon. Yeah, so, so <laughs> I, 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 I've already drunk one of these, and I drank the the buffalo wing soda. I made a YouTube video. You can see it at youtube.com forward slash Laura K Buzz. Basically, it tasted like the smell of a pet shop. It was kind of spicy, <laughs> kind of fruity. It tasted a bit of sawdust and a lot of burning. It tasted like, you know, the burning you get in your throat and the back of your mouth when you drink like absinthe or something really strong alcoholic. Mm-hmm. It was that from a non-alcoholic soda, which is Ugh. not great. And yeah, I've just opened this up. I have artificial bacon soda from Lester's Fixins. Get, you'll get your fixins. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drink this because... Fuck it! I apparently am into some kind of self-mutilation, and I hate myself. Well, that was evidenced by our A3 predictions. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so drink so, up. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that, was, <laughs> that was smelling it. Fuck. Um, it's you haven't even drunk it yet. No, it smells of you know those crisps. Um, frazzles. Oh yeah. It smells like I like frazzles. burnt frazzles. Yeah, I wouldn't drink frazzles, um, let, let alone burned ones. Yeah, it smells like fucking burnt frazzles. Do you know, while you're doing that, just to make it worse for you, I'm going to go pour myself a lovely glass of Sauvignon Blanc. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you, Gavin. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> So, With a really lovely, sweet cherry Ga- flavour to it. Gavin, go fuck yourself. <laughs> so, here we go. I'm going to put this in my, in my okay. mouth. Fuck it. Mm. Godspeed. <laughs> um, it kind of tastes of bacon Kind of tastes of frazzles Very sweet It's got like a plum aftertaste Because you know mm. Bacon and plum, those two things that go Fucking well together this, The classic um, flavour I've left it in the fridge all day. I put it in the freezer for about 15 minutes before taking it out so it'd be really cold. It's still somehow lukewarm. Um, <laughs> fucking hell! That, that's, that speaks ill of the chemicals inside I'm, I'm gonna, it that they I'm can't give be it cooled. I'm going to one more go and just see oh. if I can work out what flavour this thing is. Is it fizzy? It is. Um, oh, I'm going to see if I can work out what flavours are in this. Wish me luck because I'm going to keep it in my mouth for I've, more than um, a second. I'm crossing my fingers for you. Mm. Mm. Gold. Ah. Uh. <laughs> uh. It's plastic bacon. Plastic, plastic bacon. bacon. Maybe some plums. Fuck that drink. Bad Asperger. What are you doing to me? <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck Gavin. Fuck everyone. <laughs> Fuck everyone. Ch- Fuck you. Yummy, yummy, yummy. Gavin. Fuck Sauvignon. you. How's your, how's your drink, Gavin? It's delicious. It's got yeah. a slight hint of peach in there, I think, mm-hmm. and some apple. Gavin, Gavin, mm. I will hunt you down. It's crisp and I will dry. hunt you down and I'll take a shit in your Sauvignon Blanc. <laughs> <laughs> 
And you know what? It still won't taste worse than what your drink tastes like right now. You're, you're right. You're right. <laughs> Fuck. So then, oh my! What a lovely show we're having. <laughs> yeah, we. You got know, the best she's show. actually going to like. We're going to meet up at like Eurogamer or something like that, and I'll I'll like disappear for a second. I'll come back, and there'll like be a turd in my pint. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna. Yeah. You'll, you'll gonna, just be having your hand over I'm your drink keep all day this. long. I will take a shit in your drink at, at Eurogamer. It'll happen. <laughs> so you know, oh, wow. be prepared for that. <laughs> I, I think that's brought us around beautifully to questions. Oh, God, are we going oh. to questions? I mean, I've, I've already, after this week's episode, I've got so many questions of oh, my own. Like, God, what are we I, doing and why? me. How are we at 52 How, minutes how are already? we there? I thought we'd been going for about half an hour at most. Yeah. No, that's half flu. an hour just covered Fallout and Steam. Like, there was we, meat we, on the we bones this week. We had stuff that we were going to talk about still, I think. Did we have... Well... I think we got most of it done. I, I still at some point want to talk about taking dick pics for the government, but that's... Uh, can I can I do that before we do questions? <laughs> yeah, 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 let's bang, let's it, bang out it out now. now then we'll, I want to hear about the. You've sold me on I've it. I've sold you on taking dick pics for the government, so... Yeah. You might remember on this show, I have a couple of times talked about uh, an indie developer called Robert Yang. And this is the guy that made Hurt Me Plenty, which was the game about spanking hot guy asses. Um, uh, he yes. made Succulent, which was the game about shoving ice lollies in your mouth until you transport to another dimension. Um, he made the game about jerking off a gay car. Um, he's made some fantastic, wonderful experiences. And he's got a new game called Cobra Club. And Cobra Club is a game about taking dick pic selfies. Uh, you sign into a fake social network and you can select skin color, um, length of penis, girth of penis, erection level, uh, bias as to whether the left or right testicle's larger, tilt of the camera. Um, what, <laughs> sorry, what, what does erection level constitute? Um, but like? the, the slider between flaccid and so erect that it's like poking uh, into your belly button. Um, like okay. You've got all these things, you've got filters you can put on, you unlock other stuff as you go through. My favourite thing... Does it take, does it take like, temperature into account? Because you know the way, like, you know... It, it doesn't. That, that ratio is going to be a lot different when you're at home well, in a warm room as opposed to when you've just gotten it, out of the cold it, seat. It doesn't take that into account, but at one point your mum knocks on the door and when she starts trying to talk to you and asking if you're doing okay, your erection does shrink ever so slightly because your mum's knocking on the door being like, Hello! Are you all right in there? So, <laughs> oh, it's supposed to go down when she does. Oh, well, I'm gonna have to see the uh, doctor. So, the best bit of like taking these photos, there is a button you can unlock where you basically limit break your penis, where you unlock the limits, you evolve into a Charizard, you um, go Super Saiyan, your penis just goes off the hook of like human possibility. And it's a game about taking pictures of dicks, sending them to other people, and getting sent pictures of dicks. And it seems like a silly thing. And I don't want to spoil it, but about 20 minutes in, um, it... I think it's okay to spoil this okay, one. Okay, okay, I'll spoil... Fine, I'll spoil <laughs> the dick pick game. It turned out, 20 minutes in, to be a really intelligent satire on um, like online security and data protection. Um, and what it did is during the time you're playing one of the dick pic selfies you take, the game will take and upload to a server and post to Tumblr with fake personal information for you. And then you get a message from someone in this fake in-game social network that says, hey, 
don't mean to alarm you, but I think someone posted your your penis on the internet and gives you a link and you click it and it goes into your browser and it's a Tumblr page with one of the dick pic selfies you took. And it becomes this really <laughs> intelligent commentary on like online well. sec- data security in a game about dicks. Huh. So, yeah, that's Cobra Club, which is a free game that's really hilarious. Woo! That's a great name for it That as well. is some <laughs> scary stuff. It makes yeah. me glad that, like, in... in <clears throat> that like anything I've ever done like that has been on an actual camera that had no digital you capabilities. When you send me dick pics. <laughs> but yeah, it's yeah. it's it's interesting. So I recommend going and taking a look at Cobra Club, even if just to have like an opportunity to make dicks break the limits of humanity. <laughs> so question time. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, wh- where do we want to go? Does anyone have a? particular favorite question in the chat this week what sim- logan huskins what simulator games in the vein of farming simulator would you like to play or make so i kind of had an answer for this because there is a simulator game that i toyed around with if i ever got good enough at unity that i would want to make and this stemmed from the fact that i was working a terrible retail job at the time and i wanted to make supermarket assistant simulator which would basically be Octodad style attempt to pick the thing up, scan it and move it across. But the whole time it's just customers screaming at you about how a fucking shit you are and how you need to speed up. But it's impossible to speed up because it's like, ah, I'm already making mistakes. It's like fucking go faster, you idiot. And you're trying to scan things through the checkout and put them into bags. So that was a game I wanted to make at one point. Nerdy internet musician simulator could be fun. What would you do in nerdy internet musician simulator? Um, well, I don't know. That would that would be that would be up to the developer to to plan and to do because I wouldn't I wouldn't, what would I know about that like Oh yeah you're not a nerdy n- internet musician at all no mm. No you it would take someone who actually knew about the uh, the topic to do it <laughs> What about you Jim um, well I did want to point out there that someone made Jim Sterling Simulator. It's on Itchio. <laughs> really? Right now. <laughs> Zned Z N E Double D one dot itchio Have, have you, have no, you played it? Yes. How how is yes. it? Uh, um It's a clever idea. Uh, I'm gonna I'm actually gonna do a video on it. Um I was planning to do that today, but some other obviously the Fallout thing came up and then I'm working on some other stuff. But Basically, it's 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 very simple. I mean, it's free and everything. It was it was obviously done as a fun joke. Um, but there are several pages. Um, one for Steam Greenlight uh, stuff. One for AAA publishers. On the AAA publishers <coughs> tab, various news comes out of Konami or EA doing something fucked up. And on the Greenlight page, it's just different shitty simulators and, and shitty games coming up. And they're all building up like a percentage. And if they go to a hundred percent, they'll get released. Uh, and your job is to tweet or produce Squirty Play or Jimquisition videos to uh, bash their rating back down to get them cancelled or, or scrubbed away. Uh, except they're on timers. Uh, tweets and... Uh, yeah, yeah, sarcastic tweets. Uh, their cooldown is very quick, and Jimquisition episodes uh, are on a slower cooldown. So it's this management game of... of t- <laughs> Constantly tweeting about things to complain about them to keep their their that's, focus like that's down. That's a pretty genius idea, actually. I am I am impressed at how well they've thought that out. 
They yeah, could have a I whole mean, mechanic where you send like um, spot you, you you can send like minions into Ubisoft to fuck up their games. Like Jim Jim can <laughs> yeah. employ minions to go in and fuck up Ubisoft games so that he has something to bitch about. Yeah. Oh, I so I'm, I'm I, I like Kanye it, but West I do Simulator could out. be fun. That would what be would you enjoyable. do in Kanye West Simulator? You could like whisper sweet nothings into the mirror and like um, sell your kids on eBay <laughs> and put beats over someone else's music and get lauded as one of the best producers ever. <laughs> oh, I made a shitty um, simulator game and put it out on the internet once. How did I not think to mention that? Um, you can find for free um, video game critic simulator which was a shitty game I made as my first Unity game. Where Oh, I remember when you made yeah, that. Yeah, I had, I had a lot of fun with it. Basically, I wrote a shitty satirical review um, that was full of editing errors and then pointed out that it was full of er- editing errors because isn't it great when a thing is wrong, but you point out that you did the thing wrong? Um, and basically, it was like... Um, an, That's the basis for this podcast. Yeah, it was, it was an I get this cool everyday style MS Paint drawn like computer at a desk. Um... The room is far too bright and spacious for a game journalist's uh, living space or working space. There's far too many bright clouds in the sky and happiness. But basically, you just mash your keyboard and a satirical review <laughs> gets written. And then I get to the end and I don't know how to make the game close properly. So I like the last line of thing that you type is, yeah, do Alt F4 to escape being a games journalist. Because, you know, shitty simulator <laughs> games. <laughs> I had a lot of fun with it, though. I still think it's really like I love that I made it. Unity engine. Have I played anything on that? I, I hear so much about this engine. Like, yeah, are there actually <laughs> any um, um, kind of more bigger or, or good games on Unity that Tons. I might know Hearthstone. of? Hearthstone. Hearthstone is Unity. All right. Pillars of Eternity is Unity. Oh, okay. Uh, so, Home. Uh, okay. It's a very so versatile engine, which is yeah. why it's so popular. But it's, it's, yeah, it's, hey, it's, it's Wasteland 2 on Unity. Yes, yeah. I believe so. Yeah. Well, there you it's, go. It's a good. It's a good. Um, I'm not yeah. only. I. I'm not only. Have played one. I'm in one. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's oh, a- speaking of speaking of in exile. Uh, in the next week or two, you're going to see some cool little project that me and Brian Fargo have been working on. Ooh. Ooh. Um, yeah. Well, something fun. That's that's something. Yeah, uh, well, it's nothing big. It's kind of something fun and silly, but I think people are going to like mm. it. Speaking of, I should point out that I I can't officially endorse Jim Sterling Simulator because I I can't because that may conflict with something oh. that I may mm. also have announcing soon as a project. Uh, oh, that I that that oh yeah, mm, things that people have have rumbled about in the past maybe. Mm. Oh. oh, so that, there's, there's that. that. Um, <laughs> there's that. What, what have what we got in got questions? Uh, Sean Kemp wants to ask, can I borrow 30 quid? <laughs> Fuck you. No, you can't. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> next question. Get a job, you bum. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, next question. Um, Brian Stewart, if you were an awful energy drink, what flavour would you be? Isn't... And it doesn't energy drink just have one uniform flavor. Uh, yeah, sugar, it sugar like bomb flavor. I I suspect I would be like butts and regret flavor. Butts and regret. So. <laughs> uh, let's see. Mine would be um, like that 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 kind of sick you get when you burp and a bit comes up. 
mixed with antidepressants. Yeah. Oh, what, what about you, Gavin? That, that would be what me. What about you, Gavin? What flavour would you be? I would be silky smooth chocolate flavour. Ooh. Mm. Mm. I'd, eat, I'd drink your energy drink. That got a bit weird. Irish, Irish Cadbury's chocolate. Oh. <laughs> All the good yeah. stuff, man. Um, that was one thing, actually, when I went to um, America. The, the chocolate there just... It didn't satisfy no, it, the way it Irish chocolate does. It doesn't work over there. I've tried American And they're actually trying to make it harder to get. Like the Hershey Company or whatever is like trying to, to make it even harder to get the real chocolate in into the country because wow. of fucking business and mm. corporatism, cronyism out yeah. here. Um, so, yeah, it's it's not good stuff. Uh, we, How's the chocolate in Britain? Do they have Cadbury's Yeah, we've well? got Cad- Cadbury's and oh, Cadbury's yeah. is, is Cadbury's good. a British company, I actually, believe it is, I, yeah. I, never knew I think it it's a British a, company. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, we we've got Cadbury's, we've got the good chocolates. Um, what what else have we got in the questions? Uh, ben Fitzpatrick wants to ask: A mystery shady same games salesman comes to your door one day and hands you four black game boxes in which he claims are unannounced games. Each box has a developer's logo printed on the front: Nintendo, Square Enix, From Software, and Atlas. You can choose only one box. Which box do you take? Oh come on. This is too easy. <laughs> I, I know which one you're going to take. Yeah, I, obviously, obviously from. I mean, you just can't go wrong with from. Here's the thing. I would take Nintendo's box because, honestly, I always find Nintendo stuff fascinating, even if flawed, and I'd love to be like, hey, what's next from them? There's this weird trend at the moment, and I've been seeing it on Twitter, uh, to like use Splatoon as a vessel to shit on other shooters. Because it's uh, kind of kiddy and colourful and fun. It's like, hey, and, and implying that other shooters aren't fun. It's like, I mean, I've seen that happen with a mm. lot of different games, but Splatoon's mm. the latest. Way. This idea that you can't like something mm. without taking up, like it's a zero sum mm. game. Like you have to yeah. take from others to enjoy yeah. something. Like, what um, I, so yeah. I think Gear, I saw people saying like stuff about Gears of War, and mm. again, the whole, oh, Gears of War is brown argument. Yeah. First of all, Right. Let's straighten one thing up. Gears of War wasn't fucking brown. Gears of War it was, was grey. <laughs> yeah, and, absolutely. And it was a fucking beautiful looking game, aesthetically and architecturally. And it was goddamn with now, it a lot of all fun. of these things are true. However, mm. sometimes it is nice to play a first person shooter that is accessible, doesn't require Twitch reflexes, is bright mm. and colourful, and has an interesting varied colour palette aside from the colour palette generally used by shooters. And yeah. that has a very different mentality behind how it's played. Um, like what I will say in Splatoon's defense, like one of the things I picked up on this week that like for me summed up why I am enjoying this personally so much. It doesn't show you a kill cam of who killed you. It shows you a kill cam of what weapon you were killed by. And I think that says a lot about the way it wants you to play. You're not playing against other people. It's you're playing against strategies that beat you. And yeah, like I, it shouldn't take. We shouldn't be saying, well, because Splatoon does all these interesting things that other shooters aren't doing, other shooters are suddenly worse. No, other shooters are still great, but you know, it's nice that we also have Splatoon. It is, and I mean, I, I haven't stopped playing Splatoon. I mean, I'm, I played a bunch this morning, and I'm still, still really into it. Oh, I never under- I was going a bit. Cr- no, never understood the argument about certain multiplayer games being easy or hard because a multiplayer game, like fundamentally, is only as the difficulty, it completely depends on who you're playing against. Okay. Uh, Spl- like, there's no such thing as a hard multiplayer Splatoon, game. There's just hard opponents. Splatoon is not necessarily a 
um, an easy multiplayer game, but it is a very accessible one just by the virtue so that it, you can... Do you mean like... Just mechanically very easy yeah, to get to grips with. It's very with, simple to get to grips with the mechanics. And then importantly, yeah. like you don't have to have twitch reflexes to still be helping the team. You can mm. find a big empty wall where no one is, shoot wildly at that wall, and you are making progress for your team. And I always like that. Yeah. Well, you know, bat- Battlefield is like that as well, though. I always uh, like that about Battlefield, that if you're a shit player like me, you can just run around throwing C4 at tanks. I <laughs> I know? kind of see your point, but I yeah, it's not quite to the same extent of... Splatoon is very yeah. much a case of... Um, like, like, killing tactically helps you achieve your goal, but it's not the goal. It's never the goal. The idea is to cover as much of the floor as possible in ink. And anyone can do that. <clears throat> and, of course, more skilled people will pick up, like, the inky sniper rifles and do that and serve a role. But they're never going to be the top scorers. They're actually support. And it's just this really interesting dynamic. Yeah. And But it really does highlight what you said about how, you know, a game is as easy as hard or um, mm. as who you're playing against. That is typified so much by yeah. this game. Like, mm. the combinations of weapons, some of them are deadly. And if you're unlucky enough... And it always switches teams up when you play. So, you know, you're never stuck in a rut. Uh, but you get a, up against the right combination or have the right combination on your side, and you can get fucked. Like, I, there was one match I did where it was like two people had the splat rollers, which are just the giant painty rollers and they got no ability to shoot but they were backed up by two sniper rifle guys and so like they're keeping any players away by sniping anyone who comes near while the splat rollers are just going to town Uh, another one three people on the team had um, a sub weapon that created a spawn point and three of them planted spawn points right near our base and just decimated us like it's so so basically what you're saying is they took the weapon balance from call of duty (laughs) Well, it's not quite like that, because every weapon is balanced. It's the combination of weapons that make a difference. And it's kind Mm. of this potluck as to whether, you know, someone's just going to luck out or whether you're going to end up on a team with four guys with splat rollers and get rolled, like, literally steamrolled. But even then, you can still get out of it. Like, I mean, Mm. I've had more games than not have just been so close to the mark. Where it's like, we're winning, we're winning, we're winning, it's the final minute, and suddenly I look at the map, and like, how the fuck did we lose? Uh, because it, it's just, it all, it's such a frantic tug of war. Um, it, it is, I think, shockingly balanced, actually, rather than imbalanced. Every weapon has a distinct tactical purpose, and mm. if you end up on a team that just really clicks with that tactic, then, then you're going to have a tough time. Yeah, very well said. Have we got time for one more question, maybe, from Stephen Rawlings? No. No? No, okay. No, I don't think <laughs> no, so. No time for Stephen Rawlings' question. He's just the same, this is the same person, isn't it, that you wouldn't answer last week? Oh, was week? it the same person? I hadn't even <laughs> noticed. I don't think hadn't so. even I don't noticed. I think so. I've never heard no, of Stephen, Stephen Rawlings. Rawlings never heard so, of him. So Not going to answer his yeah. question. Fuck him. We, maybe next week, Steve. Maybe, maybe next maybe week, next Stephen, week, hey? Mr. Rawlings. Maybe, hey, Rawlings. Maybe you'll be lucky. Yeah. Oh, here's lucky here's actually, um, with very minor breaking news here that I just saw on Twitter, um, Obsidian have nothing to do with Fallout 4, which I would imagine will disappoint some people because as much as I love Fallout 3 and it's my favourite game, I did think the writing in New Vegas was a little bit better. Oh, the writing was excellent in New Vegas. Uh, yeah. But I'm, I'm not surprised. I mean, Obsidian, are, you know, they, they just brought out Pillars of Eternity and everything. Mm. And are 
probably realised that they can make a lot more money that they get to keep yeah, uh, exactly. by doing Kickstarter and selling direct rather than working with Bethesda and yeah. worrying about speaking, Metacritic scores. Speaking of writing, um, I don't want to spoil too much, but I just uh, played the part in Witcher 3 where there's like a, a drunk party in Karen Morhen. <laughs> Oh my god, oh, I've yes. never, never laughed so much at, at a, at a now, video game. I will just that scene was so perfect now, in every way. Before we go, I will just point out that we did have time for this, but we didn't have time for Stephen Rawlings' question, because fuck Stephen Rawlings. <laughs> <laughs> so, without further ado, shall we wrap up for this week? <laughs> yes. Um, we have to answer Stephen's question next week. Yep, next oh, week. We definitely yep, next will. Next week, next week. Def- scouts, aren't oh. uh, Laura, um, we, we've got all the time in the world for you to tell us what you're doing this week and how people can follow <laughs> your work. Should, should I do that then? You didn't, you didn't phrase that as a question. You're like, we've got all the time in the world for you to do it. Oh, no, be my guest, ah, There please. we go, there we go. I got, got the invite. So you can find me... Pretty much everywhere on the internet at Laura K Buzz. So that's Laura K Buzz on Twitter, Laura K Buzz on Patreon, Laura K Buzz on iTunes, Laura K Buzz on YouTube. I've been doing a lot of content there this week, and that seems to have been going over really well. Did some stuff about how a volleyball anime taught me about Pokemon Pinball. That was an interesting thing to make a video about. So yeah, just Laura K Buzz on everything. Go go to the Twitter and the Patreon and the YouTube. Woo! Perfect. And Gavin, you do the music that people can listen to with their heads. Uh, uh, please inform us how we can do that now. Yes, put my music in your ears. It's uh, Miracle of Sound on YouTube. And come and follow me on Twitter, uh, Miracle of Sound as well, because it's really fun this week, because all I'm doing is like passionately ranting about Fallout. <laughs> yeah, that is, he, he's the guy to go to. Him and Holly Green. Um, winners use drugs on Twitter. Like if you if you just follow Gav and Holly, you will get nothing but wall to wall fallout, uh, wall out as it were. <laughs> that was a great pun. What I just did. Um, as for me, I mean, you know, you, you you normally know everything I'm doing, but if you're going to be around in Dallas around mid July, um, I can't remember the exact date. I'm terrible at promoting things, uh, but look it up on the internet. The, the Screw Attack Gaming Convention SGC 2015. Uh, the world's very first live Jimquisition is going to be there. Uh, I'm gonna do a, a basically it's it's a glorified panel, but I will be wearing uh, a red tie. So <laughs> you can go see that. I'll come up with a subject, probably half an hour of a Jimquisition style rant, and then half hour Q and A. Uh, so Ooh. that'll be a thing. I will be providing more and more updates the closer we get because I'm terrified no one will turn up so do enjoy that if you do go and thank you for being with us as always and as always we will see you next week goodbye bye bye